Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody. It's Positively Wrestling. I'm Tim Kennard. We're back this week. With me, as always, is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the Dr. Stevie to my crowbar. It is Steven Davidson. How are you doing today, sir? You're lucky I'm even here to record this. This is true. You're having a little bit of a time right now. A little bit. Just a little yeah, bit. The, the Blue Ridge Rock Festival is taking place about 200 feet from my house on my street i turned onto my street this afternoon at 4 30 on the dot should have put into my driveway at about 4 32 you know what time i put it into my driveway 5 5 5 39 an hour and 10 minutes to get from one end of my street not even the end from the middle of my street to my house mm. Yesterday wasn't much better. I did have a pleasant surprise in my mailbox Ooh. when I looked in my mailbox. First of all, I don't think I'm getting any real mail until Tuesday, probably, because uh-huh. how's the mail person going to deliver? Yeah. But <laughs> but I did, from the sheriff's office, have these flyers that I get to put on my windshield that declare me a resident so that I can skip all this crap from now on nice. and actually get home. Um, I don't know. I don't exactly know how to use those yet. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. Um, Like who's going to see it. (laughs) Yeah. Who who are you supposed to be like, yo, Hey, right. VIP over here. (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, I've only been home a few minutes. I'm tired. I gave tests today. It sucked. And it's, I'm fine, but Hey, we're going to do something that we like to do. And that's talk about wrestling. That's right. And it's been a big week for wrestling. <laughs> it has. We're, we're, we got a lot to talk about. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the three count segment. I'm going to go ahead and apologize to everybody. This is a this is like the crap three count <laughs> this week because <laughs> I don't know what I was. I wasn't thinking, obviously, because this is a very visual three count. And obviously, yeah. this is a podcast. You it is a podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not YouTubing it yet, which we hope to do sometime in the future. Right. But as of right now... <laughs> So this is going to be a quick one, but I mean, it's still, I think it's still a fun three count, but given our format, it just didn't lend very well. So I do apologize. Fun to think that. about, but yes. yeah. <laughs> um, and it was our favorite, uh, three favorite uh, wrestling logos Yeah, for the companies themselves, not like individual wrestler uh, logos or um, designs. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess kick it off for us, Steve. What you got at number three, bud? Um, I think for my number three, I'm actually going to go back to the classic WCW. Okay. From the nineties. During the the attitude era, the Monday night wars during that time. Um, it was sleek. You're talking about the one that was like the two little W's and the tall skinny C in the middle? No, no, no. The one before that. The one right. Okay. The one before that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, The one before that. Yeah. Very sleek with the metallic look to it. Yeah. Okay. Now I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That one. Uh, To me, when I think WCW, that's what I see in my head. That's the logo I see. And uh, I was never 
I followed WCW and I watched a lot of it. It was never my favorite promotion. Um, I liked some and, you know, some I didn't. But um, even though I wasn't that big into it, I, I kind of look back on that logo. It brings back a little, a little, some warm fuzzies, I think. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's perfectly fine. I like it. Um, mine actually at number three is also a WCW logo. It's the one I just talked about. It's the one right oh, okay. after that one. I liked that. I don't know. It was just kind of new and different and almost kind of futuristic with the little letters, the giant C and just the symmetry it had mm-hmm. almost making it look like a star. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really liked that. Um, but yeah, same thing. It's like, I, I followed WCW, especially through the Monday night wars, of course. Um, but predominantly a, a WWE guy or WWF at the time. Um, but yeah, that was, I always liked that, that sleek one, but that classic one, the metallic one that I like that one as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So like I say, we're not going to be talking super in depth about all this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not like we can reflect on, yeah. on the cool things the logo did in the ring that night. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Worst three count ever. <laughs> um, well, my number two, speaking of looking like a star, I'm going with not the current, but the more recent before that stardom logo. Okay. Uh, the A was a star and um, it did do cool things in the ring because they had it plastered it right. They had it plastered right, right across the ring. True. Um, and, you know, it's just that was the logo. They recently changed it this year, but that was the logo that was their logo when I started watching and, you know, stardom has, has been really good for me and I've really come to love it. And, and uh, it's a big part of my current wrestling fandom. And I don't really see that going away ever. And uh, that's going to be what I think of when I, when I picture just the word stardom in my head, that's going to come to to mind. And it's going to remind me of, uh, of a wrestling promotion that got me through some tough stuff. There you go. Hey, hey. And see, that's cool. Even though this three count is kind of out there and weird, we do connect with these designs mm-hmm. in a way that you wouldn't expect sometimes. Yeah. Which I think is cool. Um, great choice at number two. For me, it's Lucha Underground at oh, number wow. two. Uh, as much as, I mean, the show itself, it was interesting. It was something new. It was, I guess you could really say it was kind of the cinematic take on wrestling before they really did it anywhere else um because it was produced a lot more like your like a weekly tv show right like it and it had a season which was only you know like 12 15 episodes and then they had a big break and the way that they shot it and everything was very unique but i always liked the logo um and i think they've had a couple different logos but the one i liked was the one that kind of had the real, um, you know, Lucha-inspired imagery, which is kind of like a tiger mask uh, from a wrestler uh, kind of in the center, and then Lucha Underground in the letters above it. Kind of simple, but sleek, and mm-hmm. just kind of popped. I really like mm-hmm. that, and it just aesthetically really pleasing. I liked it a yeah. lot. Okay, cool. I never really watched Lucha Underground. I um I heard all about um, oh, sexy star 
apparently shooting on somebody. Yeah, that really was interesting. I never really figured out if she really shot or if people just thought she did. I never really figured that out. Based on everything that I read and the interviews they've done with people, it was it was legitimate. It was a legitimate okay. shoot because afterwards, no one wanted anything to do with her. Yeah, she's not really doing anything right now as yeah. far as I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, cool. Uh, well, let's see if you were right. Okay. I, I suspect you were right. Um, maybe not, though. For me... My number one, WWF in the 80s. Yep. That's me yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, come it's, on. It's, it's classic. classic. Yes. Classic, classic, classic. Yeah. And it, it got me into, I mean, the logo didn't get me into wrestling, but when I got into wrestling, that that represented wrestling. And I know, you know, the the all the different territories and NWA and all that would want to hear that. But to me and to a lot of people, it's true. Yeah, uh, WWF was wrestling to me for a while, for years, and that was the symbol of wrestling. And my fondest—not necessarily—if if we were to rank all my fondest memories, maybe not every one of them would fall under that time period where they used that logo, but most of them would. And I mean, why wouldn't it be my number one when that's most of my happiest wrestling memories are attached to that logo? I agree. And, and same here is that when I got into wrestling with the tapes and everything, that's how, like when I was in the video store, yeah. they'd have them, you know, kind of bookshelfed mm-hmm. in certain areas. That's how I knew where I was going for in the section as I saw the little WWF gold logo down there. Beyond um, video. Beyond video. Yep. Yep. Um, Showtime didn't get many, if any. Yeah. It was kind of, yeah. they just, I don't know why they didn't jump on yeah. that train. Although I will say, when I, uh, cause I worked at beyond video for a yeah, while. I remember. Yeah. Um, and so I got to see the side of the business back then with, you know, a mom and pop <laughs> rental place, what you had to pay for mm-hmm. some of these tapes, mm-hmm. uh, to bring like it a hundred bucks. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. Some of them even higher than that is crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy, but yeah. And I always love the little animation there. Typically at the beginning of the tape. Oh, all the, all the signatures and stuff. Yeah. Signatures and like the little, you know, it would spin and then it would firm and there'd be like a little flash of light behind like kind of thing. Yeah. With the WWE. I, I loved it. But yeah. Yeah. Obvious number one. Great. Obvious number one. Yeah. Um, special. Neither of us picked the uh, Attitude Era. Neither one of us. That was, that was real close for me. That was yeah. real close. I didn't want to do more than one WWF on my list. Right. Yeah. Um. But I do like the Attitude Era one before they got the F out, <laughs> like the actual yeah. WWF. Right. Um, but in that cool sketch mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I was going to almost cheat and put the NWO logo on I, there. I, did you hear me pause at number three? Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I was thinking that very thing. I was like, could I? Should I? No, Because you, you, you could sneak it because they did their own pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. had their own shows sprinkled out and that was the goal actually is for it to be its own brand Mm -hmm. so you could have gotten away with that but anyway there we go the worst three count ever in the books (laughs) we got through it or excuse me the worst three count so far (laughs) (laughs) right right don't count us out don't count us out we i can always top it (laughs) all right well uh, i'm not i'm not gonna top it well okay i I can't take credit for this one because my friend Mark actually suggested this one, and I okay. thought it was good. I didn't have anything better or even as good ready to go. So I'm going to take Mark's suggestion, and I want to know your three favorite dusty finishes. 
Ooh. Okay. And now if, for, you, if you don't know, say, Dusty Finish is where a match ends, but it's not really the end. They undo the finish and then they come to another finish. Yes. So that's that's a Dusty Finish named after Dusty Rhodes, who liked to book matches that way when yeah. he was booking. For those of you who did check out All Out, which we will talk about yep. later, this is what made Jericho him match. think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. The Jericho match, that's a Dusty Finish. Right. And we'll, we'll get more into that later. But yeah, that's a great one. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Definitely not going to be in the in the running for worst ever. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I am the firm champion right now. Um, <laughs> never to be unseated. Uh, but hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, some and I and as I told you uh, earlier, and those who listened to the show last week, of course, I did a special break in to talk about this. Uh, but we're going to talk about it a little bit more again since uh, with you now, and that was the 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 tragic circumstances and losing Daphne Unger, um, Shannon Sprill last week. Uh, just man, just incredibly sad. Um, I, I mean, like I I spent a few minutes talking about it before the show last week. What would you like to say about it, Steve? Just uh, like so many people, I kind of heard about it as it was playing out um i I didn't see her her instagram live um and i did not go back and watch it i have no interest in doing so um but i I caught a report of it really i first uh the first thing i saw was sean ross sap on twitter saying for people who are concerned about daphne there are people on the way to help her and I, i had no idea what he was talking about so i did a search on twitter and then found out and you know it it just she she was clearly so beloved. Mm-hmm. Nobody said anything bad about her before or now. And that is certainly not true about a lot of people in the wrestling business. Yeah. Um, I, I never met her. So I, I, I don't have any personal experiences to talk about. But, you know, just, just reading the responses, I don't need it. Um, it's clear who she was and the fact that she was so beloved and felt like she wasn't is just so sad and it's not the fault of the people who loved her they didn't do anything that's what depression does yeah that's just what it does and um you know if you know somebody who's who's going through depression or who seems to maybe their personality's changed or, or something seems off or or anything, just check in with them. Um, you, you don't know what might happen. Yeah. Um, and you know, Hannah Kimura's birthday just passed too. It's the next day. Yeah. Um, so uh, thinking about another instance just like that and how we've lost two superstars and in, 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 in their own way, both of them were, uh, but two excellent performers who loved what they did and who were loved by the people who knew them and who clearly gave so much love and then to lose them both this way under different circumstances, but the same way, it just, it hurts. Like we've lost a lot of people in the wrestling business since we started this podcast. Yes. And it was Hana Kimura's passing that, really was the spark that lit the fire of this podcast. Um, And of the people who have passed 
since we've been doing this podcast, for me, Mr. Wonderful is the one I was the biggest fan of, but this one hurt the most just because of the way that it happened. I agree. Um, because of how it happened, but also because of who it was, I uh, unabashedly was a huge Daphne fan. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you talk about, you know, and you can, we can argue to her blue in the face. You can say, no, oh, she wasn't a superstar. It's like the only reason she wasn't heralded as one of the greatest. Bigger, because, uh, bigger stature than. Yeah, yeah. Is, is because her career was cut short by an injury. Yeah. And which is why she had to kind of step away. And there was some, there was some bad stuff between her and TNA, but they eventually got it worked out. You know, Mm -hmm. all that was fine. And that was water under the bridge. Um, But she really couldn't perform in the ring anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this was just, just crazy. Um, And I, and see, that's the thing is you text me. They couldn't get to her in time. And I was like, huh? Because I had, I thought you knew. Yeah any of that mm-hmm. um and then i immediately went on twitter and found it and i was kind of dumbfounded because you know we had just a quick little conversation about it but it didn't really hit me yeah uh and then i was sitting there putting the the show together and getting it ready to upload last week and then it just really sat in which is why i did that special break in at the top of the show yeah and yeah i just uh, it, yeah, it's just, it's tragic. I, and again, yeah, if you know somebody going through a tough time, again, a change in behavior, anything, don't wait for them to say something. Because sometimes depression makes it to where you, you can't, you can't overcome it. You can't get out of the funk. Or you feel like a burden. Like you feel said. like a burden. So you don't say anything. And then it yeah. just com- compiles and compiles on top of you. So um, as much as you know, with suicide prevention and everything they say, you know, if you're feeling depressed, speak out, reach out. Cause someone's willing to talk. Sometimes it's not that we don't want to speak out when we have depression. It's that we feel we can't. Yeah. So if you do see someone who's got a change of behavior, please check in on them and yeah. take, take you two minutes Yeah. to check in with a text, phone call, something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Shannon will be, Sorely missed. If you um, can do one thing, I highly recommend reading Mick Foley's comments. Yes. His uh, tweet or post that he did about it was, I mean, it really encompasses, I think, a lot of people's feelings uh, for Shannon and is just beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, you will be missed, uh, Daphne. Like I said, crazy badass chick, man. That's why I loved her so much, but yeah, just sad news again at the top of the show. But again, we want to just talk about it again and I I don't have the number on me right now offhand, but you can look up the national suicide prevention hotline um, and you can give that a call. If you need to talk to somebody anonymously, maybe that is easier for you. So, but yeah. Okay. Um, On to some other kind of shocking and could have been very potentially sad news as well. But luckily it looks like this is already turned to the good side, which is yeah. news about triple H yeah. um, earlier in the week, uh, suffering what they described as a cardiac episode. Uh, uh, something a lot of times cardiac episode is 
used to describe like a mild heart attack. Mm-hmm. So, but we don't know that that's exactly what they're talking about. He yeah, did have it to have, could be a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. He did have to have <laughs> some surgery, but that went well. And they say they expect him to make a full recovery. So yeah. yep. Um, best wishes to triple H. Um, yeah. And still, you never know. He's who's healthier than triple H. I mean, the dude talk about, you want to talk about a gym rat, a guy that's all yeah. about, I mean, well, at least back then, I'm sure now maybe he has a drink every now and then, but he was never a partier. Never a drug guy. No, never did the steroid thing. Yeah. No. Dude dude was just as when it came to taking care of his body, he was so wholesome and uh, just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was like, no, I'm doing it the right way. Yeah. Pumping iron, man. And for that, man, it's crazy. I tell you what, when I saw the, when I saw the headline and it was like triple H suffers apparent cardiac episode, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I thought the worst and I'm just like, Oh, thank God that they caught it. He's had surgery. He's still relatively young, you know? Yeah. He is. I mean, he, and he, he could still go in the ring and have a match. Yeah. Now who knows if this will affect that. Right. Maybe that now is off the cards. There was talk that he might be gearing up for another match next year's WrestleMania sometime mm-hmm. in, you know, like that, but who knows now, but yeah, best wishes to triple H get, you know, get well soon what we, we want we want you around for a long time triple h yeah we we, we love triple h he's great great for yeah. the business uh, yeah. absolute icon yeah i was always a big fan i i, I always wanted i i was for him when he was shooting with the rock back in the day you you called me after thursday night raw to to poke fun at me because the rock beat triple h for the intercontinental title <laughs> you remember that i do because yeah i didn't dislike the rock but i was a huge triple h fan yeah right from from the blue blood days i was i was a big triple that's right because i think you it was also like you know you're not supposed to call after nine (laughs) (laughs) right my dad would always go to bed at nine o'clock yeah and so we weren't supposed to get phone calls after nine yeah oh man but i was like screw that i gotta do this i gotta i gotta rub it in gotta rub it in (laughs) I've uh, never gone to bed at nine o'clock in my life. Uh, I can't say I never have, but it's very, very rare. I never, not. I mean, never. maybe when I was a baby, but like, as, once I became aware that I was a living, breathing human person, never. I think maybe a couple of times because I was sick. Yeah, so it was just like I was in bed and I just happened to fall asleep before nine. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. But all right, yeah. So we got we got the sad stuff out of the way. Let's move on to uh this week's <laughs> sad stuff out of the way well okay because <laughs> now bianca and becky okay <laughs> okay we got the the sad news let's talk about some sad booking yeah <laughs> and some and some some stuff like that yeah we kick off with uh smackdown bianca becky and last week i said it it's like uh, yeah let's see how heelish becky is and i mean she is playing the heel kind of kind of she's not going all in it's it's more the anti-hero still right yeah this is again this is still more akin to austin at the Mm -hmm. you know when he first started to really resonate with the fans it's like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm doing some healer stuff but the fans don't care yeah they're still cheering i mean there's they're cheering bianca too it's not like right yeah it's been like some kind of double turn right that has not happened they still love bianca and they want this match. Uh, so 
yeah it's, I, it's, and i think you know you got to go all in you for you this to, to work and it, it would have been better if shock they'd done what i said that <laughs> becky came back and lost the match and then went nuts on bianca that would have worked um at least better than this is working yeah um because at the beginning of this promo she mentioned bianca and they booed yeah that's not what we want no that's that's going in a direction you do not want it because i mean this could literally kill bianca's momentum Mm -hmm. yeah to the point to where if they keep this up bianca's going to raw because they're going to have to change it they're going to have to put her in front of a different crowd and get her away from becky yeah, do something, but uh, Becky can tweak her performance too and help out by yeah. doing that. Um, but once Bianca came out, like you said, they were cheering her and it did start, the, the tide started to turn a little bit for pro-Bianca, anti-Becky, at least more than it was at the beginning of the promo. But I feel like with each new crowd they're in front of, they're back to square one. Yeah. It's almost like you need to, like I say, you got to go all in on it, whether it's put Becky with, uh, you know, a liner with Carmella or Zelina. Jackson Jackson (laughs) Riker. Or because she's one of the best at being a heel, and I assume that's what she'll come back as, put her and Sasha together Mm -hmm. as just two ultra heels. Mm Mm-hmm. Almost like a, a new version of the two-man power trip. Yeah. Like the two top stars together are, are heels. just heels. Mm-hmm. And they keep they help each other win. You, you know, and you could really, really solidify the heel tactics there, and that might work. Um I like but, that. You could play off the four horsewomen angle with it too. Yeah. So I mean, there's that could that could easily be done. Yeah. I mean, it, it might be a little too close to the golden role models yeah so that that's the downside i don't know what what's the most important thing if the most important thing is getting becky over to heel then i I, i'd say go for it anyway yeah but yeah so i don't know we'll have to wait and see again this one still kind of murky a lot Mm -hmm. of missteps still happening in this one Mm -hmm. Uh, excited for the super show this week um is that is that this week or next week super show the, sma- the big the, the one that oh, they... uh, madison square garden that's this week yeah, yeah, yeah. tonight which, which oh yes tonight um which supposedly we might be getting sasha back tonight that mm-hmm. was rumors yeah so right. we'll see uh right. where where she fits in with that how they bianca play. by the way is doing everything right she's yeah. doing everything right the, the fact that she got cheers and becky was starting to get at least some booze at the end of that segment that was all bianca yeah so she's not doing anything wrong. It's it's no fault of Bianca's. This she's is, fantastic. She's amazing. She's doing what she can with it, but this is just poor writing. Yeah, from a creative standpoint, and yeah. I don't know some some weird hesitancy to mm-hmm. go full throttle with Becky getting over as a heel. Yeah. So yeah, they can't go the cool heel route. It won't work. Yeah, not gonna work because you're it's just gonna divide the audience. It's fixable but they just have to be careful. Yep. Uh, Edge and Seth is going to continue. Um, at least seemed pretty done, didn't it? It did. Um, I'm, 
And I don't know if maybe it's just because you want the, another big match for a Madison Square Garden show tonight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like this is an easy one to rewind yeah, and do again. Um, so I get that. Plus, if it is over, what do you do with them? If it's yeah. over, where do you move them to? Because it seems like, you know, you have the Balor and the Reign storyline. You got Brock waiting in the wings. And then both Edge and and Rollins are talking about title shots and it's like you're getting real, real clout, real crowded up at the top. Yeah. So this may be just so they can kind of stretch it out a little bit longer to let some of the other stuff play out. I feel. Yep. Um, but yeah, but I mean, the match they had was, was really good at SummerSlam. So I'm not, I'm not upset about this. They'll have a, a probably another tear the house down type match, especially at the think, garden. Uh, you think Seth gets his win back? I think maybe. I think that I think might maybe. I think because yeah. uh, you know he's got this new like I, I'm figuring out what I have to do. He's starting to really get aggressive, you mm-hmm. could say, and this would be a good way for him to show that, get that win back. Then maybe you have one more blow off match if you really need to stretch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Extreme Rules, yeah, that's the next one. Um, yep, and you know, put a stipulation in there and boom, that can be the nail in the coffin for that feud. And then mm-hmm. you can move on from that. But it wouldn't uh, surprise me if Madison Square Garden ended it too. That's we'll true. See. Yeah. I, yeah. If they do it there, not going to be upset. Yeah. Um, ding, ding, ding. Tony Storm sighting. Yes. <laughs> There's a storm warning. Now, it was in a weird backstage segment with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, um, yeah well but you know it kind of like if if they're building so you know Dolph is like doing his golf thing and hitting on Tony or whatever he was doing and she basically said uh I'm 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 not pulling for you I'm I'm pulling for Rick Boogs Boogs um and you know that could be fun it kind of makes sense she's a big 80s rock fan um boogs is just rock and roll through and through man yeah and 80s rock and roll yeah like that's what he feels like yeah and so i think that could be a good fun fit yeah for her yeah i like it i want to get i want her to be in the ring and wrestling (laughs) yes Yes. but at least she's back on tv you know at least we get her in front of the camera at least so um but yeah i think that could be fun uh man I, i don't know how do you feel on Boogs? I love Boogs. Uh, he's won me over. He really has. He's just, yeah. it, you can't help but smile. Right. And I'm sorry, that's one of the best entrances in wrestling right now. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With yeah. him playing the guitar, that is crazy. Yeah, awesome. he, he he fully commits to that character. Mm-hmm. Fully commits. And it, it makes it very endearing. By the way, this, this rock festival next uh-huh. to my house, Fozzie is there. Yeah. Chris Jericho is going to be performing like 400 feet from my house. This is all Jericho's fault. Yep. To be well, fair. He, he, he won his match. He's supposed to be wrestling. He's not retired. Why is he blocking my driveway? What's up with that? Maybe it's because we didn't have faith in him because we both picked him to lose. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> you, you convinced me of that. Next time I'm following my gut, not yours. Uh, okay. Okay. Blame it on me. <laughs> I am. Your fault. Okay, my fault. Jericho's blocking my driveway, and it's your fault that I got that prediction wrong. Okay. 
To be fair, though, I will say this: that rock festival, one hell of a lineup. Good lord, everybody on there. there. Mother, yeah, is yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. Is Rob Zombie's mother there? Yeah, I think so, probably. Oh, uh, but I think I saw Ludacris is there. Should like, there's some, there's several hip hop acts there too. Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It was T Pain one of them? Maybe. Yep, T Pain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, insane, insane. Um, moving on to some other women on SmackDown, Liv Morgan. Yes, some more Liv Morgan, which is always good. Still kind of doing the Liv and Carmella thing, but that's okay because you really yes. ain't got nobody else. Well, it's what I was saying. Like, she needs something that she can win. Yes, she needs a program she can win. So, I loved seeing this. Um, she 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 said one word and it was enough to make me happy. Um, I mean, live on my TV screen makes me happy, period. Yeah, but I, yes, I'm I'm for it. Let her beat Carmella. Um, give them a, a match at the pay per view at Extreme Rules. I don't expect it, but come on, please. And didn't and I think this happened after last week's show, but didn't you buy a figure? Yes, I I, I found her new elite figure at Walmart. Ooh, and I yes. haven't bought a wrestling figure in. <laughs> half a decade at least um, but i bought Liv morgan that's awesome I, I have i have the sasha that shane gave us well she yeah. gave me sasha and he gave you riho yep for uh launching our podcast which is very uh, those cool. are the only two wrestling figures i've bought in a long i think the last one i bought was the gail kim tna figure ah that's how long it's been and that from the picture it looks like a pretty good Liv Morgan figure. It is, yeah. As far as lightness goes, so yeah, it's a good one. Very, very cool. And it's uh, more live. Yes, more live, please. Push, yes. push, push. Um, Usos attacking Finn before the match. He was supposed to. He was taking on Roman Reigns, and they beat him down, which you know made the match very one sided. <laughs> even though he it tried, did. To, even though he had some flashes of offense, but mm-hmm. in the end, basically getting choked out. Um, why why does stuff you would do in a normal wrestling match hurt more when it's not between the bells yeah that is a weird handicap that i think they've always had on the business oh always yeah always this isn't a current or or recent thing no it's Um, always been that way yeah you hit somebody with you know your finisher before or after a match and they're down for like 35 minutes but sometimes i could have i could have been a third of the way home today yeah yeah but then you turn around and if it's in between the bell and you hit them with your finisher oh they pop up and kick yeah, out they two kick, and a half. They, yeah they kick out it too yeah it doesn't um, make any sense but yeah now the real i guess the real story here is as reigns is walking back up the ramp or the entrance way mm-hmm. we get a flash of dark and a heartbeat and a red flash real quick boom and that's it reigns takes pause and then keeps walking um i i'm assuming this means demon bauer is coming oh yeah i hope so i've missed that now part of me wants it to come back because it's it's a spectacle i love when he's demon bauer mm-hmm. but do i really want it to come back so that it can be buried by reigns yeah, or at least lose. He's only lost, Demon Balor has only lost once. I don't think he's lost. Joe. No, Demon Balor, I don't think he's ever lost. I think he has. I think he lost to Joe in NXT. I think. I had to check on that. Uh, maybe. But okay, if so, he's had one loss, but I, I 
I want to say demons never lost. Hmm. But we'll check. We'll check on that. But either yeah, way, I'm, I'm checking right now. Yeah. But either way, it's just like, okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for it back. It'll make the match more special. Um, he lost to Samojo in June 2016. As the demon. Okay. As the demon. Yeah. Okay. So he's had, he's had one loss one, as the demon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just. It's like we don't really need to put Reigns over anymore. He's over. He's, right. He, he's solidified as that. It's such a good title reign, though. Like, I don't feel like his title reign should end right now either. No, no. That's the thing. I don't think it should end. That's why it's like, maybe we should have saved the demon for something else. Yeah. For something, yeah. A, a match where, you know, as smart wrestling fans, we believe he would win. Yeah. As opposed to now where I, I just don't see Reigns losing the belt before Mania. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know? No. Uh, again, maybe the Rumble like we talked about before. Maybe. Possibly. Uh, depending on what they want to do for the title match, but certainly not before the Rumble and probably not before WrestleMania. Yeah. But um, excited, again, excited to have the Demon back. Excited just to have Finn back. If, if that's what that meant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the only, that's the real only assumption I can think because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Bray Wyatt. I'm like, no, it's not. No, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no don't get not. those hopes up. <laughs> that, that's not happening, folks. Just uh, no. put that out your mind. <laughs> um but yeah, so excited for tonight's uh, MSG show. Mm-hmm. Going to be cool. Happy to have Brock back mm-hmm. uh, and see where that goes. I loved, you know, the phone call bit backstage with yeah. Heyman. That was fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, real excited for that. Have to wait and see. But uh, let's get into some AEW because it's going to be a big talking point <laughs> this week yeah. with all the stuff that's happened, starting with, of course, Rampage. And I missed this. I had to ask you about it. Eddie Kingston, which I love this thing with him and Miro that they had going into the pay-per-view, but I didn't understand your reference to the the blasphemy. <laughs> so hit us with Yeah, I don't know if he uh, if this was the right approach for, for good old Eddie Kingston to take <laughs> here. Um, Miro's in the rain cutting a promo and I, I, I didn't catch every word that he said but he must have said something about God or something because Eddie Kingston comes down and he's coming down the aisle and he's cutting his own promo and just starts talking about Miro's stupid God and phony God I'm like dude what are you doing man Like, okay now as you say that I do remember promos Miro has been calling himself a god and a redeemer. Okay, okay. Because he said "stupid god," Eddie Kingston did, and then he looked at the crowd and said, "Yeah, I said that." And I'm like, oh, right, okay." So yeah, um, still, so, still probably not the best way to go. Probably not. Um, um, but may, you know, maybe I misinterpreted what he was saying. But yeah, I mean, you want to you want to keep your audience. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you don't want you, you don't want to divide it. Uh, and put it into religious stuff you know what i'm saying yeah so but maybe you're right maybe he was referring to miro in which case whatever ignore everything i'm saying and eddie does have sometimes when he talks his his verbiage isn't great so his yeah your god he might he may have literally meant you saying you're a god and that's just how it came right yeah. try get, i'm trying i'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt you might be know? right yeah so, if i misinterpreted that just ignore everything i'm saying yeah just forget me yeah, but definitely not. You definitely don't want to divide the crowd like that if that's no. 
if it's no. something else, but uh, no. yeah, no matter your own beliefs, like you want to, <laughs> you want to keep, you want to keep your audience from turning against you with stuff like that. Um, yeah. And the other thing uh, for rampage, you want to talk about real quick is how much you hate handicap matches. <laughs> God, hate them. Yeah. Like, <sighs> so we had, we had uh, uh, Chris Statlander against Jamie Hader and uh, rebel, not Reba. And of course, Statlander wins the handicap match. Like Jamie Hayter just came back and is buff as all get out. <laughs> right. Why not just do Statlander against Rebel? Yeah. You didn't need you didn't need the handicap. I know you want to put Statlander over as being kind of superhuman, alien, if you're still going with the alien gimmick, but um, you know, you really want to put it over. I get that, but did you have to do it in a handicap match and then did with, you with yeah with jimmy hater yeah it's like come on just yeah, ba- a little a little messed up in the booking here i feel yeah i, um, I gotta say I, I wasn't all that enthralled by rampage it's very quickly falling in in importance yeah it just from week to week it depends um so i don't know I, it I'm, didn't feel main event level but it felt main event level at the same point that we're at in rampages history. Like it felt like main event did in its third or fourth week, not like main event does now, but it, it, it did not feel like an important show. Punk was there to do commentary, but the matches meh meaningless. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, This week's rampage does have tonight's rampage has some pretty big matches um well a big one which is one that didn't make it onto all out uh because of travel restrictions and that's Pac and andrade el idolo that's on rampage okay that's on rampage so um so we are getting a a pretty big deal match tonight uh Mm -hmm. at least so we'll see how that turns out um but let's talk about all out and uh i did get i didn't see it live but i did get to see it i ordered Mm -hmm. the replay just because work so i wasn't able to watch it live um, and I, I, I'm going to say it. This is one of the best wrestling pay-per-views I have ever seen. Okay. Ever from start to finish. There's not a match in here that I would call bad at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, every one of these matches is good. If not great. A couple of them are show stoppers, like just amazing. Yeah. Um, let's go through the rundown real quick. We had the the buy-in, which uh, was the ten man tag team match that kind of got added late. Um, okay, because I didn't remember predicting this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they when they moved Pac and Andrade off, they moved the the women's um, Casino Battle Royal to the main show, so they mm-hmm. needed to do a buy-in match, and this was it. It was just mm-hmm. ready made. It was basically the Hardy Family Office versus the best friends Jurassic Express. Uh, together mm, excuse me and uh this is a, a fun little one the uh you know this was you know start the show off give the fans what they want Jurassic express best friends pick up the victory 10-man match no problem um but yeah uh yeah uh was a uh, jungle boy i believe submitted the blade is the way they finished the match. wow okay all right but uh and when, but the kind of caveat is the butcher returned. He's been gone due to injury. Mm-hmm. So butcher mm-hmm. returned at the end 
for a post match beatdown. Uh, and they can which, still... which hurt way more than would have than it would have in the match. That's right. Right. In yep. the match, it wouldn't have been that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Eddie Kingston and Miro, they were mm-hmm. up to open the show. And this was a great opener. Uh, this match was really, really good. And Miro wins, which we predicted that he would retain yep. his title. Not not quite time for him to lose it, but it did have some shenanigans. Uh, he, he won because <laughs> he kicked him in the ball. Well, that's that's those are shenanigans. Yes, and and the, the promo has redeemed these nuts. Oh yeah, I've been <laughs> hearing about that. Yeah. Oh, too much, too much. Um, but it looks like this isn't over, and this may because they really don't do rematches uh, as a thing, especially for titles in AEW. Um, but this might be one of the first because it looks like they're probably gearing up for this to be Miro Kingston two at Arthur Ashe Stadium, based okay. on Dynamite this week. I still say the the longer AEW is around, the more you will start to see these tropes creep into their booking. Yeah, uh, and I, I and we're going to talk about uh, when we get to we talk about this week's Dynamite. Uh, a big point to that, I feel, yeah. and how they're opening the door for it. Um, but yeah, still great match between Mirror and Kingston. Mirror retaining the title. Uh, Moxley up against Satoshi Kojima. And this was, I mean, this was not a pretty match. This was not a lot of technical stuff. This was just slaps and punches and just a little bit of a brawl. But it was great. It was exactly what it needed to be. Um, and Moxley got the win, which, again, we predicted. But the big story is man did the forbidden door swing wide open after this as uh kojima <laughs> comes out and oh my god wait kojima he just beat kojima oh i'm not kojima um oh how am i gonna mm. which which 50 year old japanese star is it now uh the one who's got the goon squad in new japan uh I'm not up on my new on my new Japan. Oh man, I'm gonna have to look it up. But um dang it. Uh but we'll come back to that return because there's a bunch of returns. <laughs> All right. Bunch of debuts is, and returns. This is, this is your area, Tim. This is I yours. I'm I'm just I, I blank on names sometimes, and this is one of them. Um, but everyone who saw it knows exactly who I'm talking about. If you're up on New Japan, <laughs> there exactly. you go. We've done uh, our job. I will I'll I'll figure it out in a minute, but I don't want to hold up the show by looking it up right now since it wasn't part of the match. Um, but anyway, uh, Moxley wins, gets confronted, set up the main event of this week's Dynamite. By the time we talk about Dynamite, I'll go find it. Um, but next up, we have Britt Baker defending her title against Chris Statlander. Excellent excellent match um, it was minoru suzuki suzuki yes minoru suzuki um but yeah legend and man we, we can't wait to talk about that match in dynamite but that was a big moment as far as you know if you follow new japan and the whole swing the forbidden door open and getting new japan guys in and, and those kind of matches on american soil um is big and huge uh but yeah Britt baker and uh statlander this was just an excellent excellent women's match uh brit baker showing why she is the best right now why she's on top um 
And then you had Statlander, who looked really, really strong, even in defeat. Uh, so much to the point to where kind of, you know, the Austin kind of finish is that she didn't tap out. She passed out. So she did Yeah, to Lockjaw. Um, so really, really good stuff. Um, Britt, of course, retaining. And next was one of the showstoppers. Oh, my goodness. Lucha Brothers against the Young Bucks in the Steel Cage for the Tag Team Championships. Yes, it was a spot fest. I'll get that out of the way. Yeah, it was. Guess what? I don't care. (laughs) I don't care because it was just amazing, brutal. What these four people do in the ring, regardless of your feelings, because I know it's not your style. You don't quite dig on it. But just for entertainment value and just to appreciate the athleticism is just insane what these guys do. Also, I called this one. And the Lucha Brothers pick up the victory, which was awesome. I thought it was great. Um, Lucha Brothers are some of the best baby faces in the business right now, which is crazy to say, considering they were heels not too long. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, this was just from start to finish. I love it. Check this match out. Like I say, it's got some spots that are just crazy stuff. I've just like the high cross body from the top of this cage. Oh, I saw that in a gif or something. Yeah. That was nuts. Um, Some of the team just, uh, yeah, watch it. It's crazy. I was, I was literally almost out of breath watching this match. (laughs) It was just that much, just (gasps) like just gasping for air at these. Did you have to walk up steps? Huh? Did you have to walk up steps to watch it? No, no, I did not. Okay. I was just gasping. First first floor. First floor. first floor. Okay. First floor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, next, we have the 21 woman casino battle royale for the future AEW Women's World Championship. And um, again, kind of what we expected. Ruby Soho was the Joker, which was awesome. And I want to say right now, one of the best moments of the show is her coming out. The reception from the fans is something that this woman deserves and just never got in WWE was wasted talent over there. Uh, Never got to hold a title in WWE. And that doesn't mean she's going to go and beat Brett Baker and and hold one here. Although I think she will be a champion at some point. Um, But she looked great. It was awesome. A huge pop for her. She ends up winning. Uh, which I got this one, right? <laughs> I predicted yep. this one. Um, How but, did Jade Cargo get eliminated? I'm curious. Uh, they actually kind of furthered a little bit of a storyline they've got going now because they're kind of positioning. It looks like Jade versus um, Nyla Rose. So uh, Nyla was involved with the elimination of Jade. And so I think that's going to play out uh, there because Jade looked really good. She was a powerhouse. Right. She got in. She was kind of the you know the the diesel the cane spot where she's just eliminating people kind of left and right for a second mm-hmm. um but it came down to nyla rose thunder rosa and ruby at the very end and thunder rosa ends up eliminating nyla and then her and ruby go back and forth they're on the outside of the ring after they've both gone over the top kind of hitting each other hitting each other and then 
that last desperation shot kick from Ruby and Thunderosa falls off. So uh, really well done from start to finish. This match was great. Loved it. Lots of little stories in there that were great too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like red velvet, uh, her story with um, uh, like rebel and Jamie hater and that stuff that, you know, that was furthered in there. The Diamante, and big swole storyline exploded in there. How Kiara do? Huh? Would Kiara get any spotlight? Kiara Hogan? Uh, she she got a few uh, decent moves in, but she didn't last very long, unfortunately. Um, yeah. She Go was one of the. TNA. She was one of the earlier, or I guess, least amount of time in the ring kind of eliminations. Um, I've got to say, I, I do question the booking of Ruby winning though, because it's like I've talked about before. She just got there. And now she's going to have a title match. Somebody's got to lose. And not telling a story about her working to a title match, beating people along the way. Uh, she loses. There's nowhere to go but down right away. True. So I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not crazy about the, the booking here. I think they could have done something else with it that would have given her more more credibility over a longer period of time true the crazy thing is i think she's gonna end up beating brit in this match Do you? I, I i i wouldn't hate that i i i'm not expecting it but i don't know we'll see i just so i just have a, it's a, again it's a gut feeling i just have yeah. a gut feeling they're gonna put the title on her um because they'll win this matches huh Do we know when the well matches? no they didn't announce an official day they, they maybe they might do it at arthur ash because okay. they said that she gets a future championship match, but they haven't specified. Okay. And I don't know if it's uh she gets to pick the time and place, kind of mm-hmm. money in the bank-ish, or mm-hmm. how they do it. Um I've been to Arthur Ashe Stadium, by the way. It's it's a very cool complex. Yeah, I'm excited because this is one of the first in Arthur Ashe. Yeah, as far as I know, the I, I, I can't the swear first it's the first, but it's I, I don't remember hearing of anything but tennis being at Arthur Ashe. Yeah, so this is a big deal for them to be there. So yeah, I went to the U.S. Open in 2013. So that's oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. If you're going, I, I wouldn't buy the chicken tenders. Okay, no chicken taste, tenders they, at Arthur they Ashe. Tasted burnt. Ah, oh, that sucks. Burnt tender, yeah. man. Yeah. Off day, oh. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, Jericho, MJF, Jericho's career on the line. We talked about it earlier. Uh, we were both wrong. Jericho ended up winning this. Uh, I guess I was wrong. You followed my gut feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were wrong. I convinced and you. Made you. Wrong. Yeah. But I mean, I had a good thought process in it. It wasn't like it was far fetched, but. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But this, again, this is one of those, the dusty finish, because MJF. Uh, hits a big move on Jericho, goes for the pin, and then Jericho just kind of blindly puts his leg on the rope. Aubrey Ed- Aubrey Edwards doesn't see it, counts the three. Then another official comes down, says no, his leg was there the whole time. Aubrey's like, okay, I'm not having that mistake on my record. No, no, we're restarting this match. MJF gets mad, even pushes Aubrey. That's something I didn't expect. Mm. Um, like it gave her a shove, like to to mm-hmm. the shoulders. And then she kind of slightly pushed back and he gets rolled up. That wasn't the finish. Okay. Uh, but then they go back and forth again. Then MJF puts the his submission on and Jericho wriggles out of it, puts him in the walls of Jericho. MJF 
gets close to the ropes. The classic Jericho pull him back into the middle of the ring, sit down on it harder, and tap out from MJF. Wow. Uh, and there were shenanigans during the match as well because we had uh, members of the Pinnacle, members of the Inner Circle coming down and brawling with each other. Um, but the Inner Circle celebrates in the middle of the ring. Afterwards, the crowd loves it. Uh, he got played to the ring by one of his Fozzie bandmates who just did the guitar riff and the crowd sang all the lyrics. <laughs> I, I, I expect to hear that while I'm trying to go to sleep. Probably. And I'll tell you what, if I'm Jericho, I play instrumental version of Judas from now on. Yeah. The crowd singing him to the ring is way better than any other entrance theme. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Um, now, what a lot of people came for, the next match. This was the hype. This was CM Punk against Darby Allen. And this was great. Um, I mean... The and I I really want you to see this, and you've probably seen some of the gifts and the comparisons, but they have yeah, so it, many it was, nods. It was, yes, it was great because they modeled much of it after the greatest Raw match in history. Yeah, which was Brett and the kid. Yeah, this was a made at the very top of the very beginning of the match with the surprise arm drag, and mm-hmm. Punk even does the huh kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, it was great. It was. And and yeah, it started a little slow, but I think that was them building this story, yeah, for this match. And plus, I mean, he's been out for seven years. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to come back 110 miles an hour. Right. You know, you got to give him a little bit of leeway. But by the end, it's like it, again, he even said it on Dynamite this week. It's like it was like uh, you know riding a bike, very violent <laughs> bike. <laughs> um, but yeah, the spots were great. Uh, in the end. We kind of went back and forth with teases of coffin drops and, and and GTSs, and then he finally gets the GTS on him, kind of a la Cena. They're in a position where he was going for this kind of weird crucifix pin type thing, and then Punk just kind of rolled through him, stood up with him on his shoulders, and GTSed him, and one, two, three. Okay. Um, after the match, Sting comes down, checks on Darby real quick, walks up to Punk in the corner, extends the hand, and you see punk kind of say something you said this in the post media scrum he's like i said this in the ring i really meant it i looked at thing i was like this means a lot this this handshake this respect from you like really like like no bs this means a lot to me and things like it means a lot to me too and then they pick up darby we get a handshake there just great from start to finish this was an awesome return match the biggest controversy of this match is the fact that he had long tights on yeah uh he wasn't cm trunks right Uh, i saw i saw people i I don't even understand why that was i don't see why it matters i mean i get it it's a little jarring because that's not what you remember right and he did he did put a poll on his twitter and then delete it (laughs) shortly after where he's like would you like to see me go back to the trunks the pants you know something else (laughs) and it was overwhelming they were like the trunks the trunks so he deleted it real quick (laughs) <laughs> um never mind sorry i asked sorry i asked it's like come on uh but it was it was awesome it was spectacular it was everything i wanted it to be and more it was Excellent. perfect um next we had the cool down match which again 
And like I say, this was perfect because it didn't overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. We got Paul White versus QT Marshall. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be is, you know, some of the the factory guys came down and Paul White just decimated all of them. <laughs> slams QT in the end. One, two, three. We're in. We're out. Three minutes. Gave everybody a chance to have a breather after the punk match mm-hmm. as we lead into Kenny Omega and Christian cage and one of the best AEW championship matches they've had to date. Uh, this was awesome. Christian and Omega just went at each other. I, just lots of near falls. There was the ending was insane because Christian is going for an avalanche. Um, uh, his finisher. <laughs> uh, the uh, well, we used to be the unprettier, and yeah. they changed it to um, kill switch. Uh, kill switch. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna say the unprettier. It's like, what's the new name? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the kill switch. Um, but then Omega kind of hits him, puts him up on his shoulders real quick, and then avalanche one winged angels him from the top rope. What do you mean avalanche? Avalanche means they do their move from the top rope. Since when? I mean, that's even in the video games for WWE. Some of those top rope moves are called avalanche power bombs because they're on the top rope standing when they do it. Because historically, an avalanche has been when someone's in the corner and then you just run and do and like King Kong Bundy, just uh, running and doing a splash. Mm, mm. I don't know. I've always for me when they I've always understood when it's avalanche something else as a descriptor. It means from uh, the top uh, to come down like an avalanche. I mean that makes sense, yeah. Because like, yeah, like an avalanche would come down a mountain. Like I get that, but uh, yeah, and it was. I mean, it was great looking. Again, one winged angel from the top rope, insane. Yeah. And yeah. kudos to freaking Christian mm-hmm. taking that spot. Yeah, that's scary. Um, but again, took it fine, protected very nice. Um, but that's that gets the one, two, three, and then of course the elite come down and uh, they end up beating on Christian some more. So then jungle uh, Jurassic express comes down, but the numbers game still too much. They get beat down and then Omega gets on the mic and he's cuts a great promo. And he's like, I'm the greatest wrestler there is. There's no, and the only people that could even hope to beat me either a aren't here. B are already tired or C are already dead. And then the lights go out and <gasps> Adam Cole, baby, comes out huge pop. Love the music that he uses. It's great. It's so much better than whatever he was using at the end of NXT. Yeah. This is, it fits. It's really good. Gets in the ring and had to be the loudest Adam Cole, baby spot I've ever heard. It was Mm -hmm. crazy. Um, Gets in and there's confrontation. He's, you see him talking to me. He's like, you think I forgot what you did to me? referring to their time like ring of honor new japan and how the elite kind of broke up or whatever um but then jungle boy is stumbling to his feet and then gets super kicked basically (laughs) and then they embrace and omega's like are you guys crazy it's like this guy's one of our best friends you think he wasn't gonna be with us you're nuts um and adam cole cuts a promo which has a few few digs at wwe in it not not super controversial nothing like that he says you know the elite's the best uh 
top faction in all of wrestling history. Um, there, there's no chance in hell that anyone's going to stop us. You know, some little things in there. Um, but uh, then Kenny gets on. And he's like, see, that's what I call a happy ending. Now it's time for me to send everyone home happy like I always do. I bid you adieu and good. And Flight of the Valkyries hits. The crowd goes insane because it's just like, what more are we putting on this show? What a finish. Out comes Brian Danielson. Uh, hit the new version of his of the Flight of the Valkyries mixed with this kind of hip-hop pump beat they've got with it is amazing. I absolutely, It's hyped up. I love it. Check it out. Um, comes in, gets in the ring. There's a stare down. Omega books it. And Danielson and the faces beat down on the rest of the elite i think nick jackson takes the running knee and that's how we close the show with them with the crowd just chanting ae dub ae dub and just a real feel good uh moment now the post media scrum was excellent for this i sat through the entire two hours of interviews oh geez of this post media scrum and there was good stuff from everybody uh the ruby soho one was really good she you can just hear it in her voice how emotional she is when she's talking about being there and you know what the future might hold and how happy she is to have this opportunity now um and like i say no digs you know she doesn't dig at the at wwe or anything like that. and even adam cole and brian danielson when they have their post media scrum they have nothing but positive things to say about their time in w it's like i don't hate anybody over there this is just the decision I made. I have no bad blood, no ill will. You know, what Cole said in the ring during that moment, that's just kayfabe, you know, riling the fans up because they want to hear stuff like that. Yeah, the fans will say all the negative stuff. Yeah, but he he was like, I have no no problem with him. It's just like we came to a point and this was the better thing for me. And news coming out, if it's to be believed, what yeah, he was pitched uh, to stay I wouldn't have stayed. I have a hard time believing. It doesn't sound logical to me. What? How many times does WWE go logical? I mean, it doesn't even sound like something WWE would do. Making him Keith Lee's manager? Uh, it just doesn't. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, it's not impossible. But not it impossible. Just sounds weird. But I don't know. Um, but regardless of whether that's true or not, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. He's well decided well. to come to AEW. Um, and, and even... Again, Brian was like, you know, I he's like, he flat out said, I love Vince McMahon. I have a great relationship with Vince McMahon. They were even getting negotiations to where he was going to be able to work dates at New Japan. Right. Which is unheard of. Um, and apparently one of the things that kind of led to it is Brian. Well, this is speculation that one of the reasons Brian probably chose to do what he did was kind of like Mick Foley when he went to TNA uh, back back when, and that's he thought it's the best move for the business in general, not just for himself, to help grow wrestling as a product overall, to help competition. Um, but apparently he was also trying to negotiate that other people would get to do some New Japan right. stuff, not just him. And they right. said that was an absolute no. And that was kind of a, okay, well, you're kind of helping me make my decision. <laughs> it's like, you're giving me special treatment, but you're not willing to give it to everybody. 
yeah then that's yeah. not that's not Dan, that's not brian danielson's thing you know right he's right. all about the business right um but yeah so all out fantastic um absolutely fantastic i hope you get a chance to watch it here here from what i have heard and seen here's what i think truly made it such a memorable show more memorable than what we've seen recently from wwe or whatever mm-hmm. i think it's it's not the quote unquote surprises because honestly they weren't really surprises we knew yeah um, we knew most of this was yeah. coming. Uh, adam cole was because it was so fast um and suzuki much, was a surprise but not to everybody because not everybody's up on new japan right so it wasn't that and i don't even think it was the match quality although you know of course you always want that but we have gotten that from wwe too even recently we've gotten mm-hmm. that from wwe shows the difference is that aew on this show heard what fans were wanting and expecting and actually gave it to them yeah that's difference. That's what made this a good. I don't think people are are putting that into words very well, but I I think that's it. Yeah, I mean they they truly delivered on, uh, like there I I can't see that there's even with the the people that may have, you know, lost that the like you know a lot of Statlander fans out there, you know yeah she didn't win, but you weren't disappointed in that match or that loss. It still I, delivered. Yeah, and, uh, and you, that's a match result. I mean, I, I'm yeah. talking more about other things, like how we've so long wanted a demon version of Alexa, and we just don't get it, and we don't get it, and we don't get it. That, that's kind of what I'm talking. You know, they, they okay. were expecting these returns. Um, you know, how long did we wait for Sasha to come back and for Becky to come back, and we didn't yeah. get it, and we didn't get it, and we didn't get it. Um, they got it at yeah. AEW, at All Out. It was All Out, by the way, not All In. Yeah, all out. We were <laughs> incorrect. All in. This all is out. your area, Tim. Hey, 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 hey. We've already established I make lots of mistakes. <laughs> I've set my precedent for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely check it out. This is awesome. Um, the preliminary that the official numbers aren't out yet, but the prelims say this is the largest buy rate on a non-WWE pay-per-view in 22 and a half years. Okay, so, okay. I mean, that that's something great to put on marketing, but really, what's the competition? Uh, well, I mean, this is going, because 22 and a half years means you're going back to Monday Night War. Yeah, but not the height of it. But the buy rates, though, at that yeah. point. Um, yeah. We're talking but, 98, 99 WCW, not 96, 97 WCW. It's, a, it's still a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, I mean, I it's still, think, yeah. yeah it's, it's still the big, and it's the biggest pay-per-view buy rate AEW has had, period. Yeah, that's good. That's growth. So that's good. So, I mean, there's yeah. that. And I think this past week's Dynamite was 1.6 million viewers, which is, that's a significant jump. Yeah. So, you know, if they maintain that and that growth, that's awesome. Because, again, yeah, I want all aspects of the, I don't want anybody to be put out of business. Right. I want everybody to succeed. Right. And growth is growth. And this is just great news. That- yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not huge in AEW. I'll, I'll watch Dynamite more when there there's some other things on Wednesday nights that I'm watching right now. And I just don't want to miss those and I have to get up early because I'm back in class. So I'm, I'm having to choose what I'm watching and I'll watch more of that when those other Wednesday night shows aren't on, 
but my biggest problem isn't with AEW or the television product, even though some of it I'm I'm not crazy about. It's with the fans <laughs> and how it, it, you you it's hard to find AEW fans who will say something good about AEW without using it to take a swipe at WWE. True. And now, now to be fair, that's most of the fans online. Right. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not, not every but AEW I, fan is, you know, uh, a pro AEW, but shill. I, I, you know, I, I think most AEW fans are the IWC people though. Hmm. Unlike WWE fans, where it's maybe 50-50. I don't know. I don't know if I would say that that's accurate. Because where, I mean, that's where they built their fan base. True. But that is, but I mean. Which hasn't expanded a whole lot since they. They didn't pack that Chicago stadium with a bunch of just internet fans. I don't know. They didn't pack Cincinnati with just internet fans. I I I mean not 100%, but maybe I don't know, 90% wouldn't surprise me. But I I think the thing though is I don't think a lot of internet fans, the ones that we refer to as the ones that are kind of the the real problem of A-holes. Just, the a-holes. I don't think a lot of them don't go to events. They don't go to live events. So these I fans, think they pick an, I I don't think they go to WWE events. I think that's true. I don't think a lot of them go to AEW either. Really? I think that's the whole point. They're keyboard cowboys. That's that's why mm-hmm. it's toxic and why it's so skewed is because they don't actually go and support the product. They just want to talk bad about it. They want to have a reason to talk bad about it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same thing when you look at video games, the pro Xbox, pro P, uh, Sony people. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't you can't just be like, oh, I like both for this reason or that reason. It's like, I like this, so I have to hate this. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Like, have you bought a PlayStation? Have you played that stuff? No, I haven't experienced the product. So who cares? Right. And I think I think that's a lot of it. So I, I think that's I don't think that's accurate. That it's just internet people that are fans of AEW. Uh, I don't think 1.6 million viewers are all just internet fans. I think that's a I think that's a poor assessment. I, my, I think in my, the, in my estimation, I think the majority of them are. And again, not all of them. But just because of where AEW built, they were grassroots on the internet. They announced themselves on the internet. They do all their marketing on the internet. Uh, people tuned in to watch that first show because of the internet marketing. It all came from internet. They're giving people the the roster that they want on the internet, the matches they want on the internet. It, it's geared to the internet. Whether those people make up, I, I, I do think they make up the majority of the AEW audience. But even if they didn't, it's definitely the product is geared to those people. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. At least give me this concession. Not every internet fan of AEW is an a-hole. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. The vocal ones are, though. So, yeah, most, so most of the vocal ones, yeah, they're the... Yes. They're the, they're the no, different. definitely not. Definitely not. No. You, you see some, but they're most of the time when I see people talking good about AEW, they can't seem to do it without also talking bad about WWE. And I see some on the other end too. Definitely yeah. for sure. I mean, it definitely goes both ways. I see yeah. a lot of WWE uh, shills that are, doesn't matter how good AEW, like, you know, the report came out that they had 1.6 million viewers, which is a huge achievement for them Yeah, as a yeah. show. And one of the top comments is 1.6. How are you going to compete with raw or SmackDown with just 1.6? You're yeah. still small potatoes. It's like, Shut up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 
They're not look, going head to head. Who cares? Look, and I want them to compete. I want them to compete. If, if I want them to scare Vince. So maybe Raw will be great again. So yeah, so we so <laughs> literally that's what that's why competition is good. Yeah. It breeds better product. Yeah. Again, I don't want anybody because I don't want, you know, anybody to be like, I want to put them out of business, blah, 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 blah. I just want better product. Yeah. I want something because and and Mick Foley even said it. And he had the I think he had one of the best comment oh, commentaries. WWE on has this. a problem. And he says WWE has a problem yeah. because they're no longer the destination to aspire to be at for, for a majority of people. For, for young, young talent. talent. Right. Right. It's like, it's not, right? and, and, yeah. And it's not that there's yeah. people that don't want to still work for WWE, but for, I guess, a love of the business standpoint and character growth and, and that and performance specifically, like WWE is still the pinnacle if you want to go get paid. Because mm-hmm. that's where the I mean, not that Tony Khan ain't paying people, but right, you know, you go get a five year deal at WWE. There's some well, <laughs> there used to be some security in that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, and that's kind of the point too that Foley was getting at that the young talent can't count on WWE to give them the opportunity that they once could because then, creative, because creative, and because of how they're letting people go too. Yeah. But at AEW, they feel like they'll actually get the chance, and that's perfectly understandable. And a lot of I've seen a lot of you know comments is like, well, the roster in AEW is growing way too big. I was like, yeah, but you have the beauty of because I think they use dark and elevation very mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Rampage, you add to that. But I mean, right now we're we're enjoying that you know they've got Punk on every week because again they want to boost those ratings, but mm-hmm. they're doing it the right way with Punk. Um, the introduction of Brian Danielson. Of course, we're going to see him nonstop for the first couple weeks because you want to get that involvement. But yeah. we're going to get to a point to where we may not see Brian Danielson every Wednesday. Right. And that's how, because they want it to be, again, people get time off. That's just like the whole Adam Page. They addressed Adam right. Page during the media scrum. And Tony Khan was like, yeah, no, we still have all the faith in Adam. He's one of our top guys. He actually asked for the time off because his wife was giving birth to their child. Yeah. And like, it was not an impetus impetus because of the incoming of CM Punk or Brian Danielson or Adam Cole had nothing to do with any of that. Right. It was just, it it just, it worked out. It was kismet that it worked out how it did. Yeah. So Adam Page is going to be back. He's still going to be at the top. He's still one of their homegrown talents that are going to push. He's not going to get thrown to the wayside because of any of these people. Um, but yeah, I I think Mick Foley was 100%. And Booker T even backed him up. Yeah. Booker T comment is like, I think Mick's 100% right mm-hmm. because Mick's a smart guy. And when he's saying stuff like that, you damn sure better listen. Yeah. It's like, we need to get our ass in gear. And it's true. Did he, did he, did he say shucky ducky quack quack? Not in the transcript that I read, so I was a little disappointed. Maybe they I, just didn't know how to spell it. Well, it's true. It, I mean, Chucky Ducky, Chucky Ducky, quack, quack. <laughs> Chucky Ducky, not Chucky Ducky. Chucky Ducky. <laughs> Chucky Ducky. <laughs> the new Chucky show on USA. Yeah. No, maybe, that, maybe that'll be Booker T's new WWE character. Chucky, Chucky Ducky, Ducky, quack, quack. quack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But, okay, we, we still have a lot to talk about. So um, much. So dynamite, let's get into that real quick. Uh, just a few big highlights that I wanted to touch on. A CM Punk 
comes out again and just the feel good punk tour is going on. He come out and again, he talks about, you know, being back in the ring and how awesome it was, but then immediately starts to put other people over, which is amazing. He was like, you know, puts Darby over again, uh, talks about uh, Moxley because they're in Cincinnati, Moxley's hometown, and how he can't wait for that match with him and Suzuki at the end. That's one he's real interested in. And then I think he talked about like the tag match and everything else. And then he's like, you know, who do you want? Who do you think I should go after next? Leave it up to the fans, you know, real great thing. And people are saying like Mox and, and MJF and all they this. just started yelling short pants, short pants, <laughs> trunks, trunks, trunks. Um, but then Taz, who's on commentary, gets a mic. And then we get a little bit of tete a tete between him and, and, and CM Punk. And it's kind of weird because it's kind of out of nowhere, but not. Um, and even Punk is like, you know, because I have a lot of respect for you personally, I'm going to let you talk, but don't you ever interrupt me again. And we got a little, uh, a little vicious there for a second. And then Taz comes right back. He's like, keep the names of all of my Team Taz people out of your mouth. I don't want to hear you talking about it because you've been talking about it in, in interviews and, and media and blah, blah, blah. And to be fair, Punk had mentioned like Ricky Starks and Hobbs and some other people in like the post-media scrum, just when he's talking about people he's excited to hopefully work with. Yeah, I don't understand why this is supposedly offensive to Taz. Yeah, that's the thing that was kind of odd, is that it's, the, you know, that. And then, of course, Hobbs and and Hook come out, and, uh, and, and Punk's like, you know what? Fine. I was asking the fans, but sure. Send me Starks. Send me Hook. Send me Hobbs. And like Taz, like you don't, you don't want that, brother. You don't want none of that. And then loved it. Great little thing. I liked um, your Taz, huh? <laughs> I, liked your, I liked your Taz. Yeah, <laughs> brother. <laughs> I don't know. I did it on purpose. I don't know. Just slipped into it. But um, I don't know. <laughs> but Punk comes back with uh, uh, he hits him with the Taz line, the classic Taz line, and I don't want to screw it up, but the. <laughs> like uh beat me if you can survive if i survive if i left you and then he literally mic dropped in the middle of the ring and taz just has this look of bewilderment on his face and hobbs is like come on you don't want none of this so i think we're gearing up for hobbs cm punk next okay which is gonna be interesting that makes more sense to me than darby allen right as a heel who can eat a loss Okay. And be okay with it. He's not like a on his, he's not on the fast track to the main event right now. Right. Cause I believe punk is going to be putting people over soon, but I mm-hmm. think he's going to have, I think the first six months, it's not going to be a lot of losses for CM Punk. Yeah. He needs to establish some credibility within that roster. Again, it's that comeback tour. You, you still got that feel good from all the fans, mm-hmm. send them home happy with a big CM Punk win. So yeah, I think, He's gonna. He's still gonna elevate people, obviously, because that's gonna do nothing but elevate Hobbs mm-hmm. to go in because of all the power. He manhandles Punk, then Punk squeaks out a victory, you know, kind of thing. Uh, so I, I'm excited for it. I, I like it a lot. Uh, but that was great. Um, Ruby Soho had her debut singles match um, against uh, J- Jamie Hader. <laughs> oh. 
Yes, Jamie Hader. And all right. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, yeah, it was Hader and Soho. Hard hitting. Soho eventually gets the victory, even though, I mean, the power from Hader, they definitely played that up. Um, and then uh, she sneaks the win in there. And then, of course, as soon as that happens, Britt and Re- uh, Rebel come in, start the beat down. Riho runs into the ring to try and make the save, but doesn't know math. Three on two still doesn't give you the win. <laughs> Technically three how, on one. How crazy did you go? I, I was excited. I was like, yes, Riho's back. more Because she was in the uh, the Casino Battle Royal as well, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, so having her back is great. Riho's shirt. And she came straight at uh, Jamie Hayter. Mistake. Because <laughs> Hayter mm-hmm. just planted her. And I was actually, I was really worried uh, because it was a little bit of a, I, I hate using the word botch, uh, a misstep, we'll say, uh, when they were going for the move. Because she ran in. Hater grabbed her, and it was supposed to be kind of uh, like Baron Corbin's end of days in a way, but into the a backbreaker kind of position, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Riho didn't jump with the move at the right time, so she was kind of dead weight. And even though she is smaller and Hater strong, she hit a lot higher in the shoulder mm. area. And then laid in the ring without moving for a while, and I was concerned. Ooh. But by the end, she was up, and so you know, and so because Statlander comes down with a chair, chases off the villains, uh, setting up a three-on-three match, I believe, for next week, or mm-hmm. for the Arthur Ashe show, one or the other. Um, oh. But they did, they announced it. I just can't remember for what night. Um, so that's coming, and you know, she seemed fine afterwards. But yeah, so I thought that was really good. Uh, Ruby Soho is still getting an amazing reception from the fans, yeah. um, which is great, great to see. Uh, and then we're going to jump just so we don't spend too much time on Dynamite to Kenny Omega and the Elite and Adam Cole. They come out doing the little victory deal. Adam Cole gets his entrance after everybody else just so they can hype up and the fans can do the the boom and the Adam Cole baby. But then Fans are super into Adam Cole because he's got a great entrance, but you want him to be a heel. How do you get him to boo him? You have him go after Tony Schiavone. And he goes right at Tony. Like He's like, he's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby, and then goes straight to Tony. He's like, look, I know you're close with Britt, but if I catch you looking at her even one slightly off way, I will beat your ass. <laughs> And then mm. the crowd started to boo and they started chanting for Tony and Adam was, Adam was like, get out of our ring. Go now. Let's go nerd. Mm. Get out. Super nerd. Just leave. So, Oh, were the good brothers there? They were, even though it was so <laughs> <in> the nerd. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, they're rubbing off on him. I know. Um, so that happens. And then Omega gets on the, the mic and he's like, you know, I'll tell you what we have to address. I hate when I get enter and fly to the Valkyries, right as he says, interrupted, out comes Brian Danielson. And I thought this was one of the best promos Brian's ever done. It was so good because he was obviously the face, but he was just so aggressive and vicious with it because he's just like, you know, I, I think you're scared. I think you're, he's like, and I hear all this is like, we can't have this match because of 
the way it doesn't work like that around here, you know, making reference to the wins and losses and blah, blah, blah. And I think this promo is going to get used to start to open that door for the tropes that we talk about, about maybe we don't have to worry about wins and losses to get certain matches. Um, and again, and it, just because they wrestle doesn't mean it has to be a title match. You can still preserve it can be a championship contender match. Yeah, you can still preserve that it's about wins and losses, but it just be a. It's like this is not for the title. This is a grudge match. We're just wrestling. Championship contender match. Get it right. I, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that more than you hate handicap matches. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just goes at him, and he's like, "I think you're scared." And you know what? I know I'm better than you. I know you're not on my level. And to be fair, I like what Omega did before this kind of popped off. He told the elite to get out of the ring. He's like, no, I got this guy, just me and him one-on-one. And then uh, Danielson keeps baiting him. And then Omega goes to swing. He uh, gets that reversed into the bell lock. The rest of the elite hit the ring, start kicking him. Now, Daniel looked Danielson looked badass because he didn't let go of the LaBelle lock immediately, even though he's got seven guys kicking him just to prove, no, I am the best. I am a badass. Yeah. Then that happened. And then, of course, Jurassic Express, Christian come down uh, and chase them all off. So I kind of think what we're going to get first is some sort of multi-man match. Mm-hmm. First. Six man uh, or something. Uh, eight man. Whatever. Yeah. Six man, eight yeah. man, something like that. Um but it was done very, very well. It was really good. Really liked it. And then, of course, closing the show was Moxley and Minoru Suzuki. Craziness, hard-hitting, very cool. Um, Suzuki bleeding from the right eye in a very gruesome type way. Like, literally, the whole right eye socket is blood red. Like, I don't know where the cut was, but it was bad. And that happened a few minutes before the end of the match. And he still went on and finished end with a, a high Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is like, you know, you can do that without all the blood. Yeah, totally. I popped some, I popped Ray's eye out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Horrible prosthetic. Um, but yeah, really good finish. Crowd goes home. Happy hometown boy gets the victory. Good episode of dynamite. But okay. so, but yeah, let's talk about, let's let you talk about stardom. I've talked about AEW for quite some time. <laughs> quite some time. Yes, yes. Uh the 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 uh rock festival is almost over. Um <laughs> I can leave the house or I I can get back to the house. Get back to the house. Um, yeah. Uh yeah, so stardom picking back up. They're they're kind of rolling full steam again with the five-star Grand Prix. A couple interesting matches we've had along the way here. They had a couple shows over the weekend. Uh Mina Shirakawa took on Hameka. So Mina from Cosmic Angels, Hameka from Donna Del Mondo. And Hameka's just coming back from injury. She'd been off for a little a little while, not too long, maybe six or eight weeks she'd been gone. Um, and Hameka wins the match, which I saw coming. And it was a, a pretty solid match. Uh, but what was interesting is, you know, Mina is one third of the artists of Stardom Champions, the, the trio's champions with uh, Tom Nakano and Unagi Sayaka. After the match, Himeka took Mina's belt. She took the belt. like Straight up stole it? Yeah, just stole it and went to the back. Like, why? Why do you want <laughs> one third of the artist of Stardom Champion? It's not a singles title. <laughs> it was weird. 
So I don't know. But then Mina had another match the next show and had her belt back. So I don't know what that was all about. There, it was bizarre. Weird. That's weird. It was bizarre. Yeah. But on that same show as the Mina Hamega match, we had a big rematch, a rematch between Utami Hashishita and Shuri. Big rematch. This time, part of the Five Star Grand Prix. But of course, they went 43 minutes earlier this year in one of the greatest wrestling matches I've ever seen, period. And this is the first rematch they've had since. And they went to a 20-minute draw. So they've had two draws, a 43-minute draw and a 20-minute draw. After the match, uh, Shuri said, we've gone over an hour and we still haven't settled this. And of course, Utami is the Red Belt champion. She's the World of Stardom champion right now. And so Shuri says, I'm going to win this five-star Grand Prix. And when I do, I want you in a no-time-limit match. And Utami said, well, I'm going to win the five-star Grand Prix. And when I do, I'm going to defend against you in a no-time-limit match. So they're on the same page here. Um, I'm I'm guessing one of those things will likely happen. Um, Either Utami will win or Shuri will win, but maybe not because Shuri lost her next match to, to Konami the next on the next show. So I didn't see that coming. Uh, but yeah, so it looks like one way or another, uh, they're building to a no time limit match between Utami and Shuri. We can finally get a winner between those two, even though clearly Konami had no problem <laughs> beating Shuri. So why does Utami? Because uh, Konami next... used the, the up, up, down, down. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. She learned from, from Xavier. Um, so on the next show, Momo, she had only had two five-star Grand Prix matches because she was out a little bit uh-huh. for a couple of shows. And then, you know, they had the break for COVID when that was going on. And uh, other people had like four or five five-star Grand Prix matches out of seven that everybody's going to have. She had only had two. And so <laughs> she did double duty on this show and uh, against two Oedo Tai members. And first up, by the way, new music. A lot of people have new music, including Momo. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. I really liked her old music. Uh, and I've only heard this once. I didn't like it as much. Maybe it'll grow on me. But man, that old music was kicking. Um, I don't know why. Is Saya Kamatani is new music? Like like four or five people came out with new music over the weekend. Huh. Um, but two out of time members against Momo Watanabe here in the five-star Grand Prix. First up, Hukigan Death. Momo makes short work of her. Minute and a half, Momo gets a win. Two more points for Momo Watanabe. And then Saki Kashima runs right in the ring and attacks. Doesn't help. Momo gets a second win. Wins back to back. I'm watching this in my office at work. <laughs> and <laughs> because I, have, I got all my work done. Wasn't time for class. I'm like, I'm watching this. Uh, it was the quietest markout anyone had ever seen when she won that second match. <laughs> I didn't make a sound, but my fists are pumping and I'm up out of my chair like, yes, Momo's winning matches. Um, yeah, it, it was it was great. So I've got the updated standings. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the red side, red star standings, still at number one, Starlight Kid with seven right. points. Um Konami now leading Blue Stars oh. after after her win over Shuri. Um now we do have some news. Julia is gonna be out for a little while. Oh she's, at, she's healing up an injury. Uh should be less than a month, but she is gonna miss the rest of the five-star Grand Prix. Uh, what that means is that her 
lone remaining match against Momo goes to Momo. Oh. Momo gets two more points, giving her eight. She now leads the Red Stars over Starlight Kid. Oh, wow. There we go. So, but she's still got to get through, uh, well, a number of people, I think. Well, no, they're doing more than seven. They have more. That's why they have more people this year than they did last year. Last year, it was seven matches each. So, yeah, we've got quite a ways to go yet. But uh, technically, Momo's in the lead of her half, and Konami's in the lead of her half. So we'll see how things shape up. But I hope Julia does get to come back uh, in the projected time. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, get well soon to Julia, definitely. Yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah, thanks for the update. Momo getting two wins. Yes. Leading the red side. That's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. Love that's it. awesome. Love it. Awesome. Uh, let's jump into uh, NXT. Um, and right off the top, man, great match between Kaylee Ray and Ember Moon. It was a great match. Yeah. Really, really good. Kaylee Ray, of course, picking up the victory. Um, I, I'm getting the feeling that we're getting ready for an Ember Moon repackage. Yeah, and I was a little worried about this too, right when she lost the match, because it started to feel like uh, they're just using her to put other people over now. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, they were going to do that with Saray too, until mm-hmm. Ember couldn't make that match. So they used Saray to put Dakota over. Um, and I was worried about it, but then she came back later in the night and gave that interview. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to get a heel turn. Maybe, Maybe. Or, or or at least an edgier version, something. Yeah, but yeah. Her uh, her her promo backstage definitely suggested that. Yeah, changes are coming for for Ember, and that's good because she's actually one of my favorites, and I'd like to see her getting more wins than she's getting. Yes, agreed, agreed. Um, this I missed. Um, oh, you got to go back and see. This I, I definitely got to go back. So tell us about Julius and Brutus Creed. Yeah, the Creed brothers debuting um, as part of um, da, 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 the man. I'm blanking on the name of the stable, the Roderick Strong stable. Um, oh, um, the Diamond Mine. Diamond Mine. Yes. So the new members of the Diamond Mine, and uh, man, they are just two big buff brothers, real brothers. Apparently, okay. I'd never seen them before. And they didn't do anything flashy, but everything looked real. And everything looked like it hurt a lot. Uh, um, I mean, the, the, the audience, the crowd was ooing and eyeing at their body slams. It, they were out there and they made it look good. And they made an impression. And they made an impact on their first debut. Or the first debut. How many debuts can you have? On their <laughs> debut. <laughs> and uh i i'm excited to see where these two go um i think they could i wasn't crazy about their gear i think they could uh be wearing nicer looking things out there but um their uh their performance was awesome and uh i think people are going to catch on to them really quickly all right a for wrestling d for fashion yes All right. <laughs> But I do. I will have to go back and check that out. Uh, it's short. It won't take you long. Okay, that's probably why I missed it. I must have went to the bathroom or something, or yeah, on the phone. I don't know. Um, but cool. Yeah, I do want to check that out. Um, Eo and Zoe, great match between the KCs. I love this. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It went as expected, but it was good while it lasted. Yeah, and it lasted quite a while. Yeah, and I like the uh, what's that elevated body splash thing that yeah they did. I thought that was neat from the KCs. Mm-hmm. That was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Eo and Zoe, 
uh, retaining, still keeping that little bit of tension between them as, as tag team uh, partners, which is great because EO mm-hmm. like refused to tag her in for a while. <laughs> right, right, fun. right. I can do um, it on my own. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that dynamic. Um, but we, so that's good. Uh, wait and see. Of course, we got, uh, yeah, at the, at the end of that, the attack from um, Gigi Dolan and uh, Mandy Rose and I always blank on this. Yeah, the, the other one. The one that I can't, I always forget her name. Um, they're, they're like Destiny's Child, where you had Beyonce and Kelly Rowland and the other one. Is it Jessica Maya? Is that it? No, she's with Robert Stone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, 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 yeah. But well, anyway, yeah, that, that yeah, new little faction came out. Right. Uh, put the beat down on, so it looks like we're maybe gearing them up for a tag team shot, title shot. Yeah, looks uh, like it. In the future. Um, then we got, uh, a, another debut, uh, mm-hmm. basically, or in ring debut, I guess in the ring. character's been around for a while. Yeah. That's Mei Ying. Yeah. Absolutely slaughtering. <laughs> Virginia Ferry. Tell us about it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was a lot like the Creed brothers. It was just a beat down where everything looked real and everything looked like it hurt. Uh, Mei Ying is Karen Q, who was actually part of the 2018 Mae Young Classic. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, just a complete overhaul. Um, I mean, if if you can overhaul someone who doesn't have a character. <laughs> so, True. I guess just going from a, a regular human being to Mei Ying. Um, but it was awesome. And I totally bought into it. And again, short, but effective. This is why I keep talking about how we need more enhancement talent matches. Because she looked great. The Creed brothers looked great. This They accomplished something. And guess what? They didn't sacrifice anybody they're trying to build to do it. Yeah. That's there great. you go. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, rounding out the, the show, basically, we had MSK in a, a, a championship match against uh, Grizzled? No. No, against uh, uh, Oni and Oni and, Danny Burch. Yeah, Danny Burch. Yeah. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, because we had the great spot backstage where Pete Dunn was like, I don't care about the titles, just beat them. <laughs> just yeah. end them. <laughs> Murder yeah. them, basically. Um, uh, but MSK retains. Uh, mm-hmm. Entertaining match. I mean, yeah, good match. Um, MSK I, grows on me more and more every week. I'm liking them more. I've always liked Tony Lorcan. I do wish his on screen character was more like his Twitter feed. Yes. Um, yes, I agree. He's one of the best Twitter Twitter wrestlers out there. Um, and Danny Burch still reminds me of that guy I used to see in the gym locker room who never washed his hands after going to the bathroom. I can't help it. They look alike. <laughs> um, but uh, I like, I like, I like, yeah, I like both teams. Yeah. So, so uh, congrats to MSK match, retaining. Huh? After the match was the bigger story. Okay. When, refresh me. Oh, because uh, uh, Pete Dunn and uh, Ridge Holland beat down Oni and uh, oh, yeah, and Danny Burch. They, they basically so, expelled him from the group. <laughs> yeah. Done. Duh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So interesting. Very interesting there. I hope this doesn't mean that they're being demoted, though. Because um, I've kind of enjoyed them being, you know, having some regular spot on the show. I think this has a more ominous tone uh, because there is a lot of words saying that there are more cuts coming. Yeah, that's true. And it's going to be a lot of NXT stalwarts. Yeah. Yeah. That were. And, uh, somebody was quoted as some of these you're going to be dumbfounded by and just astounded. Yeah. Yeah. 
And when I hear stuff like that, I think of stuff like Johnny Gargano. Right. I think of Tommaso Ciampa, mm-hmm. Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch. Yeah. Even a Pete Dunn, which would be so stupid. <laughs> Just it would be really stupid. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, but Johnny but, would be really stupid right now too. Really yeah, stupid. yeah, but yeah. So I, I don't know. Again, wait and see. There, I really hope that that's not the case. But yeah, I definitely hope not. Yeah, I have a bad feeling. I just have a bad feeling about yeah, it. We'll, um, we'll see. Has anything broken since we started recording? That's how things <laughs> usually go for us. Uh, I've had no news alerts pop up. All right. Yet. All right. Although I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. While we're talking, I'm going to pull up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just in case. Just in case. Why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you start the next story? We we'll talk about Seamus and Drew. Uh, yeah. And Raw, uh, which I thought was great, and I'm going to pull up the news. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was great, and you know, finally, Drew has taken some losses here. So I was glad to see Seamus get the win. Uh, we we spent a lot of time earlier this year watching Drew beat up on Seamus, and. So now Drew's giving back a little bit and some other people are starting to get wins. And I guess they're kind of turning that into a story along the way, which means, you know, things will turn around for Drew at some point here. Um, But while this is going on, uh, I'm enjoying it. It will make me like Drew more because he's not going to be beating everybody all the time. Um, And it's set up. What as of now, at least is a singles match for the U S title at extreme rules with Seamus and Damian priest may end up being a triple threat match but i kind of hope not i'd rather it stay the singles match and uh kind of make drew the character not the performer the character kind of earn it yeah back a little bit like that's the appeal of the story to me that he's no longer getting things handed to him and so and I, I don't want him to get a triple threat handed to him either i want him to to, to suffer a little bit the character i'm, I'm kind of hoping that yeah they don't make it a triple threat um because what I think is going on here is he is SmackDown bound. I think be, he's. Yeah. I think he's going to get a brand yeah. switch. We speculated before because Roman's going to need challengers, and that's, yeah, that's a logical one. Logical one to put up there and, and switch over, give him a fresh audience update, a little bit, to, you know, do some tweaking to the yeah. character a bit. Um, so yeah, I think I think he's SmackDown bound in the draft. Uh, and so it's easy and okay for him to put some people over yep. on his way out the door to the other brand. Um, because again, there's no reason to give him big wins if that is the plan. Right. Cause then that just hurts his opponent. <laughs> yeah. And yep. so, but I like, and, and I think drew, I think he understands the business. I think he's a good guy and I don't. I see him not having a problem with this. Obviously. Oh no! I never thought he had a problem with. Why it. would? And again, why would he have a problem with putting one of his best friends, Seamus, over? Right. Obviously not. And they right. kind of, you know. I mean, I would. A, I would never. I would never put you over. But no, I, I can see somebody else. I. I get it. I get it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah That's why you're Sean. the heel. Right. 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 That's why it's more special when I. I. I, I am over anyway, <laughs> and I win. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I think Seamus and Drew, this was great. I like Drew kind of getting vicious after the match. Um, mm-hmm. And again, even if he gets a little heelish on his way out, that's okay. Because again, taking losses aren't really going to hurt him as he jumps brands. But I think, right. hope uh, again, I hope they keep it not a triple threat. I hope it stays a singles match. I think that's yep. great. Um, Rhea and Nikki 
which are just fantastic. Oh my yeah. god, they're fun. This is great. Um, <laughs> super um, brutality, and I hope that's the name of their tag team. <laughs> super brutality. It's Sounds like a Mortal Kombat move. Yes, <laughs> like that's awesome, and I like the kind of you know reluctance i guess you could say a little bit from from ria mm-hmm. uh but then even at the end because they end up beating natalia and tamina in a match to determine whether they might be a contender for the title <laughs> so what, what, what do we what do we call those matches uh i call it bs but... championship contender match <laughs> <laughs> so but the problem here is now we have like a five-way dance. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Well, at least a two-way because Knox and Shotzi have done it. Tegan and Shotzi Blackheart. I, I have a couple girls who are supposed to take a test for me tomorrow that say they can't because they have a tag title shot. Good Lord. So I, who knows what's going to go on with the women's uh, uh, tag team belts, but I think it'd be great to put it for Rhea and Nikki to win so that they can bounce between shows. I think mm-hmm. that is great because of Nikki is great because you like her connecting with the younger fans, mm-hmm. the marketability you have Rhea who the fans really enjoy and what better way than get them in front of both crowds. Yeah. I think that's great. So I think they will be the ones to become champions and I'd be totally down for a program with those two against Tegan and Shotzi. Even yeah. if it's faces versus faces, I still think that's a great program. Mm-hmm. So I'm down yeah. for that too. This uh, one, I, I, it was another incident where incident, it's probably too strong a word. Another, another uh, case instance. of instance. Case of. Yeah, that's better. Instance of champions losing again. Yeah. Uh, it's way too much. And I'm not even a big Natalia Tamina fan, but I'll defend that because they're, they are the champions and, and, who, and they and, should and be booked like it. Who expects them to keep those belts? They keep losing. Right. <laughs> Why are you the champs? Right. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, especially because that seems the to be the only way now that anyone gets a title shot. Yeah. You have to first beat the champion in a non-title match. Yeah. Championship contender match. And, Shut up. <laughs> I'm going heel. <laughs> going Shawn Michaels. Shut up. <laughs> or McMahon. <laughs> that definitely uh, sounded like McMahon. That was more of McMahon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just... Uh, come on. Use your yeah. roster better. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, there are other Let's ways go. to get there. Um, uh, speaking of the women, let's move to Shayna, Nia, Charlotte, and Alexa. This uh, finally a lot going on. A lot going on here. is starting to take shape because it was mm-hmm. like, okay, Nia inexplicably kind of got this win over Charlotte and inserted her into a title match. It's like, okay, after they kind of teased the Alexa thing the previous week. Um, so I think maybe this is done just to stretch it out. But we also finally, because it seemed like, okay, we thought that Nia and Shayna were breaking up. But then they went back on that. But then this week, no, it's definite. It's going to happen because Shayna just totally buries Nia yeah. <laughs> on the mic before the match. Um, so that's we're going to get a we're going to get a, a Nia Shayna program obviously out of this uh, to solidify the breakup. But then after the match with Charlotte won um, with a 
It, well, not a, no. This is just a top rope natural selection, not a avalanche natural selection. <laughs> right, right. They both weren't on the top rope. Um, and but a top rope natural selection, I buy a little more. Yeah, at least it feels like there's more impact. There's more impact, exactly. Um, so she gets the victory, and then Alexa creepily appears in the ring, basically with Lily. And, and there's a bit of a there's tension between Shane and Nia too after this. Yes, yes, yeah. Lots so it looks tension. like it looks like this was a way to get to th- that Charlotte Nia was the way to get to Shane and Nia and Charlotte Alexa. Yeah, just kind of being able to get both wrapped up mm-hmm. into one thing, which is good because you limit the amount of segments you have to use to get the storytelling done, mm-hmm. which is in a good way, uh, and get all of them on TV. Yeah, which is good. Um, but yeah, Alexa is there, and Charlotte's like, "What do you want?" And Alexa just kind of points at the title, and yep. it's like, "You want a title shot? Okay, fine." So here we go, Charlotte and Alexa. Yep, where yeah. I wanted them to go. Now, whether they're going to pull the trigger and let Alexa win the belt, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's my concern. I was just mentioning, you know, last week that if they were delaying Alexa Charlotte, then you know the the silver lining is that. Alexa wouldn't have to lose. Um, and now I'm afraid Alexa is going to lose. Or they'll just do another t- quick title switch to get another reign for Charlotte. It's like Alexa wins, but then a week, two weeks later on Raw. Yeah. The next the pay-per-view is the, at the best. Oh, yeah, at best, yeah. one month down the road. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I'm all for Alexa getting a title program. Yes. All for it. So, hopefully, fingers crossed this goes the right way. Uh, let's close out with talking about the tag team turmoil stuff. Um, what'd you think about this? Uh, I knew it was going to take a while. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was going to be long. Uh, I'm not sure what I think about how they stopped it in the middle and then finished yeah, it later. Uh, that was, I mean, I get it. And they, and they, they at least had a storyline right. basis, a kayfabe for it to happen. Yeah. With- I don't know that it was, Bad. It was just not what I was expecting, and so I, I don't know. I haven't made up my mind about about what I thought about that. But for me, at at the core of all of this, my problem with the booking. Um, I mean, I was entertained by the matches themselves, encompassed in them. Love the ring gear for the new day. Homage mm-hmm. to the Wolfpack NWO. That was dope. Um, but the fact that the number one contenders to the tag team championships. One of them is the world, you know, is the WWE champion. Yeah. The number one contender to the WWE championship is the tag team champion. Yeah. Can we not get away from this trope? I just, ah. The one thing that makes it different for me this time is that both of those things are true at the same time. True. It's yeah. It's now all the same thing. What I was expecting and kind of hoping they would do is that Extreme Rules have the tag title match, which then goes straight into the WWE title match. Ooh. But guess what? They've announced the tag title match for this Monday on Raw. Stop. Stop doing the least creative thing. You know what? Surprise us. Do something that would be awesome. And give us the tag match at Extreme Rules. Winner takes 
all. Yeah, you could do that. They haven't done that sort of thing in a long time. That was kind of big back in the, uh, towards the end of the Attitude Era. They did a lot of that. Yeah, like if whoever went, whoever gets to the pin, if it's Randy or, or Riddle, they're the new WWE champion. <laughs> yeah. They're still tag champs. Still and then, yep. you know, the tag titles change hands if either one of the other wins. So mm-hmm. uh, that would be, that would be cool. I would get yeah, that. At least be different. Something we don't see all the time. Yeah. Something yeah. unexpected. Something not paint by numbers at this point. <laughs> yeah. But they, they just jump to having the match as soon as they can get the match on television. And uh, it's killing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's possible that though they won't follow through on the match i mean they did that with three matches last week on raw where, where they announced them and then none of them actually happened yeah uh, so it could happen again but i don't know we'll see i i hope they save it for the pay-per-view because i think that would be something interesting yeah um oh yeah and apparently uh we're not done with dewdrop and even marie <laughs> oh right yeah that's still gonna go and i think did she say that's going in extreme rules is that or no uh, she definitely said there's another. She challenged her to a match. I just can't remember if she said at Extreme Rules. Speaking of Dewdrop, she did wrestle on main event this week against a returning Dana Brooke. Made oh, an appearance. Okay. Yeah, and they 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 played it face face. Okay. Good. Um, Dewdrop got the win, as you know I would expect. But yeah, Dana Brooke back Welcome back on television. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because she's been gone for a while too. A um, while. Yeah. Ever they, since they made they made Andy mention of that has yeah. been gone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And by the way, uh, also something we we were trying to remember when the last time we saw Zia Lee was. Oh, yeah. It wasn't when she hurt Mercedes. It was when she seemed hurt in the match with Raquel. Remember when something went wrong and it looked like her rib or something? Yeah, we haven't seen her since then. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, But, yeah, super size show today. (laughs) Big one. Mm. About uh, close to the two-hour mark, it looks like. Maybe a little over. So hopefully you stuck with it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. But a great week of wrestling. Uh, high spots, low spots all over the place. Um, but yeah. What's one thing you loved? Uh, first off, my Momo shirt is in the mail. Ah. The most expensive t-shirt I've ever bought. <laughs> like 60 some dollars for this shirt. But it's on the way. Um, I loved every second every second of of the bachelor party yeah <laughs> i didn't mention it because i knew it was probably yep. going to be your one thing you loved yeah dexter loomis's it. bachelor party was amazing although i i like the little nods um like in the women's side the bachelorette party uh i can't remember who said it but they were just like Come on, it's a WWE wedding. Something's <laughs> gonna go wrong. Like the little tongue right, in cheek, right. like we know this isn't gonna go well. <laughs> right. And then, like on the bachelor side, you know, Gargano's like, oh, we're finally gonna be friends. I'm connecting with Dexter Loomis. And Dexter just had this weird look on his face. And it's like, are we gonna get a heel turn from Dexter Loomis? Is he gonna be the one at the wedding that puts the kibosh and gets the hate? And he's like, no, I didn't, I did I. I don't really like you. I did this to get to Johnny or whatever. 
something mm-hmm. something oh, weird that yeah that would be interesting he did smile though when it, like seemed to be having fun there at the end well see that's what i thought was kind of sinister i was like oh you read it different than i did i read it a lot different i was like mm, i don't know okay. we'll see we'll see but, I, I, uh, I liked when they were doing the axe throwing and the the instructor asked if anyone had any experience with axes and dexter raised his hand <laughs> no no did not elaborate there was no, no elaboration yeah <laughs> that was great um and we'll see it that's that's next week yeah and uh we also get our first look at the new nxt is that next week i isn't that next week i I don't i don't know i i didn't see i mean i I, if they said so i missed it i'm not saying they did they they did a promo thing and they said coming next week i think it's next week they put it i heard the promo i stepped out of the room i heard the promise i didn't see it so it might i don't know there was a date, and I think it's next Wednesday or next Tuesday, but I could be wrong. Okay. It could be two weeks, but we'll see. But either way, I'm I'm excited for both it's the wedding mm-hmm. and to see what this new vision of NXT is. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I it, it's cliche, it's dumb, but CM Punk back in the ring, man. I can't mm-hmm. I can't not love that. It's again, it was everything I needed it to be, and yeah. just so awesome. And I have rewatched the pay-per-view straight through i've watched it three times mm-hmm. um which is a a, a chore because it's three hours plus yeah um but the punk match itself i've probably watched about five or six times okay i i'm just i'm so happy that he's back it's so awesome and just can't wait to see where we go yeah. as and I, I won't do it to where i have to bleep it but to quote CM Punk and some of the other people, and it gets said a lot in AEW, and, and apparently it's all the new guys, they love being able to drop the F-bomb <laughs> on AEW in interviews and, and in the ring too sometimes. Uh, but let's F and go. Let's yeah. go. I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, just yeah. to, I'm, I am very rejuvenated in the wrestling fandom. Not that mm-hmm. I was super waning, but right. like, I'm super excited about about aw about that product now so whereas before i was like okay it's cool i like it you know see Mm -hmm. where we're going but now i'm 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 all in Mm -hmm. pun intended i'm all in so are are you all in or are you all out uh well if they mishandle everything i'll be all (laughs) okay so this time it is all in but i'm all in this time this time it's all in um but yeah that's our show everybody uh yeah like share subscribe please tell your friends about us if uh you haven't already we appreciate the support also special shout out to our friend shane uh gave us our first support donation thank you thank you shane yeah uh send us a few bucks with a note saying uh you know get some cheese curds or mozzarella sticks on me (laughs) the next time we get together it's on shane um but yeah, and if you'd like to support us, I know there's a little thing that plays at the, the beginning of the show, and I put the link in our show description as well. If you want to contribute to the show, hey, we appreciate it. It helps uh, pay some bills related to the show. We can get better equipment. Maybe we get better uh, subscription features and, and different things we can do with the show. Uh, but again, if you don't, that's okay too. We just appreciate you listening. Yep. Uh, and spreading the word but if you want to contribute we're not going to complain uh but hey if you want to interact with us and talk to us please do you can send us emails at pos wrestlecast at gmail.com i'm never changing it um you can 
hit us on Twitter at plus WrestleCast, P-L-U-S WrestleCast. Um, you can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast and download us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. That's all from us. We're going to talk to you next week. Enjoy your weekend and enjoy that wrestling right here on Positively Wrestling. Atene.